Hi, I'm Bjorn Roberts. I'm Jess Fishlock. This is Owen Tinder Jones. I'm Owen Vaughan Williams. This is Tash Harden. And you are listening to the Home Delivery Podcast. So, welcome to Come One Had a Dream, our mini series podcasts. Uh, today's theme is memorable game. When, when, Di and I were kicking backwards and forwards the, the themes for, for these podcasts. This one just went down on the list as game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I interpreted it as memorable game. I think you interpreted it as favourite game. So I think we're actually going to have two quite distinct themes uh, themes to this Good. particular Keep discussion. Keep people interested. Keep people listening. Okay. So my memorable game is actually a it's a horrible game really um but it it kind of summed up the era so well so i'm looking back at wales one scotland one from 1985 um it was a a game where if we'd have won we'd have probably made uh, made the tournament uh, scotland needed a draw we needed a win um and Throughout the sort of late 70s and, and up to the late 80s, we were obviously playing a lot of games at the race course. And I think all of us wanted this game to be at the race course, the players and the, the management included. Um, but it was moved to Ninian Park, probably primarily perhaps because they felt that the, the police down in Cardiff were in a, a better position to manage any trouble um, but it was a huge disappointment that it was moved from Wrexham because we only actually lost one game in about a 10-year period in Wrexham. Uh, so, you know, the, the team and Mike England went into the game, uh, you know, frankly, rather annoyed that uh, of the arrangements. Um, the, uh, the other backdrop, of course, is that the English teams had just been banned by the government for playing in in Europe post Heysel yeah. and people were people were worried that that was going to get extended to the to the other nations and so there was a lot of a pressure on the on the crowd the Scottish and the Welsh fans at that game uh, to be obviously kind of extra careful uh, and I think, I think that's another reason why people were being cautious and, and took the game down down to Cardiff but it, it wasn't the best choice for us from a footballing point of view by far. So you had all this tension and backdrop around a, a do or die game where as much as the game felt important, what hap- what was happening and could happen off the field probably was more important. So it was, it was just strange. The whole atmosphere was strange. Um, it was live on the TV, which was really unusual. Um, to have an international game live, um, so again that drummed up the 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 interest and the attention that the get that the game got. Um, ultimately, of course, it ended up as a one-one draw. It was another one of those situations where we gave away a penalty that probably wasn't that well, not even probably it wasn't a penalty. Um, the ball struck Dave Phillips on the elbow. Um, I know by definitions now you know any part of the arm it's a penalty but that certainly wasn't the case case then and that was with um perhaps 10 minutes left in the game that they got that goal as well so it all just kind of petered out into a, a, a horrible game and a horrible atmosphere 
you felt like the Scots were there for, for the taking, really. They had a few key players missing, Sunas included, who was on a suspension. So, we, you know, we went in thinking we had a decent a decent chance in the game and, and we, we just didn't perform. It was another one of those situations where we didn't perform. Yeah. But, of course, the... Ultimately, of course, the game is is really remembered for the fact that Jockstein collapsed and, and passed away at the game. And clearly, you know, as, a, as the character that he was and the impact that he had on Scottish football primarily, but on British football as a whole as well, you know, he was a whole, he was a huge loss. And I think he was quite a kind of sane voice at the time in terms of, you know, the work that he was putting in trying to keep crowds calmer and, and trying to um, just get people to behave sensibly. I, I, he, he was a loss from a footballing point of view, but he was also a, a loss from a kind of common sense point of, point of view as well. Um, ultimately, of course, we, miss, we missed out on goal difference in that, in that qualifying. And, well, that's so um, Wales, isn't it? I, again, I mean, it was... Twice we we the, the tournament prior to that we missed out by a point and the one prior to that we missed out on goal difference. So it was just like one of those where you just you just shrug your shoulders like it, it isn't going to happen. You know those of us that very fatalistically said we're never going to get to a tournament at the end of that period it was like we're never going to get to a <laughs> tournament. Um, the the other thing that I think perhaps is underestimated from the impact of that game is the effect it had on Mike England. He he did one more campaign, but we, we, were, we weren't as good. We weren't as there. Um, obviously, it picked up again in the early 90s when Yorick came in. But in the, late 80, in the late 80s, we dropped off. And I, I think what happened that night and what happened to Jockstein that had an effect on Mike England. He he once he left Wales once his contract was terminated. He wasn't involved in football again. A lot of that situation with him stems from this night. Um, so I, I carry this game as a very kind of pivotal point in in our development, and I think it framed a lot of things that happened in the next does not so years ironically yeah i mean it's definitely I, I obviously i know about that game because of the 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 history of it and the importance of it but uh, obviously i wasn't around for it or anything like that but uh, obviously a tragic game for 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 wales but a more tragic game for scotland um i'm hopefully going to try and uh, lighten the mood a little bit with my selections <laughs> uh, i think um it's kind of difficult, really. I, I tried to avoid just thinking about Wales because obviously the correct answer is any game from Euro 2016 apart from the England and Portugal games. Um, so I tried to kind of go back in the in the tiny, tiny mind that I have and, and try and pick out a few things. And there was a few that kind of jumped out at me straight away. Um, I don't know whether this is just because of my age or it was the World Cup or what, I, I don't know, but... I seem I I remember England against Argentina in, in World Cup '98 just being an unbelievable game of football. Like it had everything. It had that amazing Michael Owen goal. Um, it had the Argentines coming back and and, and then going ahead. Um, it had obviously David Beckham got sent off. 
Um, it had the penalties at the end. Um, Alan Shearer had a goal disallowed um, in extra time. It was just, I, re- I remember it as kind of a mesmerising game of football. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just brilliant, brilliant to watch from my memory. Um, I also remember Newcastle 5, Manchester United 0. Um, like when you're a kid in, in primary school and everyone pretty much supports Man United, you kind of, the moment that you get to kind of gloat over your mates is few and far between, especially more so when you're a Newcastle fan. Um, and I just remember that, what, watching that game in my old house, my old parents' house, so, so vividly. And obviously when Philippe Albert scores that chip, it was, I've, I just remember thinking like, I've never seen football like it. Like Ginola scored a brilliant goal. Shearer got a goal after being booed by Man United fans for the whole time and went nuts after he scored. It was just, it was a brilliant game. There's this great video of Ginola coming down the left wing and Gary Neville is obviously trying to absolutely destroy him. And he makes a big lunge and diving tackle and just at the last second, Ginola just flips the ball over his foot and drifts off as Gary Neville can't stop his slide and slides straight into the advertising hoardings. It's just, it's glorious. Um, uh, I enjoyed that one. And then I kind of started going back through a few others, like Cardiff beating Leeds 2-1 was amazing. The atmosphere was incredible. Um, I remember watching Portugal-France in the semis of Euro 2000, like Zidane was just unbelievable. Figo played that game and was great, and France won 2-1. Um, the Italy Germany semi final. Do you remember that game in 2006 that went to extra time? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Grosso scoring the goal and kind of doing that, the, the Tardelli celebration that followed. Um, but, you know, for that being a nil nil in 90 minutes, that yeah. was easily the best nil nil I've ever seen. It was just a great game. Um, I also remember this is a bit of a bizarre one, but it was so great. And I did have to go back. I, I, I have cheated a little bit. I've gone back to just confirm the facts in my mind. But I remember when we were on our trip to um, the Euros uh, in 2008, where I was supposed to be in Cuba, that um, I, we went to, as I say, we stopped in Brussels. And the, the game that was on that night was Turkey against the Czech Republic. And the Czechs went 2-0 up and absolutely dominated the game, battered Turkey. And 15 minutes to go, Turkey scored one. And then in the last two minutes, last three minutes, scored two and won the game 3-2. And it was just such a bonkers game of football. Um, But it was just, you know, for, for the trip we were on and everything else... It was just like, oh, this is going to be great, lads. It's five goals. We're drinking in Brussels. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great. So, yeah, my 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 games aren't necessarily as as poignant as yours, Ruth. But uh, I think just some just some great football memories for me. So, trying to follow your tack and and, and change my theme from from earlier. Um, one of the more memorable games from my youth was the FA Cup final in '79. Arsenal, Manchester United. I was a bridesmaid at a cousin's wedding. But other than that cousin, all the other cousins are Arsenal fans. <laughs> so, so the one cousin who's not into football is getting married on FA Cup Sunday. What is wrong with Arsenal? Why do people and do Arsenal are playing. Okay, so the rest of my cousins are like 
this is ridiculous. Of course, what's even worse is like sit down for recep- the reception is like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's just like they could not have got this worse as far as the whole, you know, whole one side of my family is concerned. So they're like, who's not going to be missed? Who can we leave in the bar as a runner to keep us up with what's happening in the game? So it's yours truly, of course, <laughs> you know. So I'm literally like hoiking up this long dress and running in and out of the bar at the hotel to the dining room at the hotel, <laughs> spreading the word of what's going on in, in the game. So by half time, Arsenal are 2-0 up. And it's it kind of, you know, it looks like it's going their way and they're playing well. Um, and it, it's a back and forth game. And United, you know, they come back, they don't. Next thing you know, it's something like, I don't know, 85th minute, Man U get one back. And it's like, whoa, tension. So I'm running in, relaying this and all my, all my Arsenal cousins. Are like this. <laughs> and around it goes. And then, um, then I think that was McQueen's goal. And then McElroy scores with like two minutes to go. And it's 2-2. All right, so I have to relay that again, and then I'm rushing back again. And they're like, "Well, well, let us know when it goes to extra time." Because we're, well, maybe we can buy that. You know, I think they were all hopeful that that things were winding up enough that they could probably sneak out and watch the extra time. Yeah. So I just get back to the to the bar, and I thank God there were there basically weren't any other residents or guests at the hotel. They must we must have looked hilarious, and then Arsenal score. So it's now 3-2, 3-2, and Arsenal scored. So I'm I'm like, I'm thinking to myself in a kind of whatever it was, 10, 11-year-old way, if I if I leave now, I'm going to miss something, the way this game is going. But if I don't go and tell them, I'm going to be in trouble. So I'm hearing across, so like, all but screaming into this reception, Arsenal scored, Arsenal scored. Well, at which point? My cousins are going ballistic. I still don't think the bride has forgiven me 30 years, 30, 40 <laughs> years later. <laughs> well, I think it's and her Arsenal, fault. Arsenal won 3-2. <laughs> well, there you go. That is a great story. That's a great story. I, I do think it is the bride's fault for organising um, <laughs> a wedding on FA Cup final day. You have absolutely none of my sympathy, uh, Ruth's cousin, for, for, <laughs> for this situation. If anything, you are the one who should be apologising to Ruth. But there you go. <laughs> Um, okay, so that concludes our favourite slash most memorable football game um, pod. We will be back with another football favourite things tomorrow. Thank you for listening. <laughs>